0: Hey guys, it's Alfredo.
1: And this is Brian. And this
0: is Film Purgatory. So what I did there? I did the, the
1: Iron Man speech.
0: I don't know if that's a speech. but uh,
1: At the end of the first one it was. He barely talks.
0: Like Iron Man, like, you know, outside. You know, you hear Robert Downey Jr. talk, but you don't hear Iron Man talking that
1: much. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Like in that voice. Yeah, like oh, I remember yeah. in the
0: first one, like you hear, like, he's all yours, you
1: Maybe maybe. I think Robert Downey Jr.'s voice just kind of caught on really, really well. Mm -hmm. Maybe because I I mean I think that's something that everybody universally universally agrees on Mm -hmm. is that he was an amazing Iron Man. So I think his voice just caught on. uh, It fit the role perfectly. He plays it well, really well. So So I, I don't I don't have any problem you know with them excluding the Iron Man voice quote unquote and just using his voice. But yes, guys, this
0: is Iron Man week. If you didn't catch on uh, the previous conversation, we're talking about Iron Man. I am Iron Man. So,
1: I don't know. Brian, how do you feel about Iron Man? He's not my favorite. As a hero. As a hero. I think he's just Marvel's copycat of Batman. Yeah. That's just how I feel. So I feel like, oh, what can Batman not do? Fly. So let's make him fly. Yeah. I don't know. That's just how I see it. I think His personality Is you know It's the complete o- Not the complete opposite But It was made more for, for the entertainment factor You know Him being all Cocky but Funny and sarcastic And witty all the time uh, It's kind of like That perfect character to, That reaches All audiences Makes sense As a hero though if, I, if I'm just being You know Just Forget about the comparisons I think it's Cool Like I like Obviously I love All the tech stuff I love the The way You know The suit comes together Jarvis is awesome. Everybody right. loves Jarvis. Right.
0: So, which is an acronym? Yeah, I don't know if you knew that.
1: Yeah, I do know that. I just I can't remember from the life me
0: what what it stands for. It's uh, just a really very intelligent system.
1: Okay. That's that's a Tony Stark thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't mind it.
0: A little bit of backstory on Anthony Stark, aka Iron Man. He was developed in 1963, Marvel Comics, Tales of Suspense. You saw what I did? It was a little... Suspenseful pause. Dramatic pause. Okay. A little dramatic pause there. I dig it. So, um... It's pretty old. Um... You know, he wasn't really that much of a, of a known character for a long time. It was only after the portrayal... <laughs> it was only after the portrayal of... Um, Robert Downey Jr. that actually brought the character back to life, and coincidentally brought the studio, Marvel Studios, to life. In okay. itself. But I'll get to that in a little bit. So contrary to Peeper's belief, Stan Lee wasn't necessarily by himself developing Tony Stark or Iron Man. So Stan Lee developed the concept of, of the character, but then he passed it on to a couple of his co-workers, Larry Lieber, Jack Kirby, and Don Heck, which finished the whole product of Tony Stark. Essentially, Stan Lee. I don't know. You probably heard this before. Stan Lee wanted to create Tony Stark as a challenge to himself. He wanted to create a character that you're not supposed to like, but you do like. Kind of like a lovable asshole. And yeah, I guess
1: it comes off that way. It came well, out. perfect. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't even call Tony an asshole. Like in the movies, at least. Not. Not. That I don't know about the comics. I'm just referring to the movies. I wouldn't call him an asshole. Oh yeah. he's a jerk. Really? Yeah, he's such a jerk. He's, he's a lie. jerk to a lot of people. I just didn't get that. Like, it did not. It did not come across. A, he he comes across as a little insensitive, maybe. Right. But that's usually because he's like delivering facts or being serious about something. But I wouldn't. I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's because I, I don't see it as a, being an asshole. But I guess that's not how I, how it was portrayed in, for me and from my perspective. He was portrayed well, a likability from Robert Downey. Jr. Oh yeah, he's a likable character for sure. He's the he's the only likable billionaire, <laughs> really out there. But yeah.
0: Um... Tony Stark was actually based off Howard Hughes I don't know if uh, you ever seen the movie The Aviator with Leonardo DiCaprio I've seen it that's uh, that's Howard Hughes That's oh, okay. uh, kind of like a, a fictional biopic of Howard Hughes but yeah um, essentially Tony has an insane amount of money he's on average uh, fourth richest fictional character out there with 12.4 uh, billion dollars
1: I thought you'd have more yeah we am um, still a lot obviously it's a ridiculous amount but
0: i mean my sources are like forbes i, I, I was getting like conflicting information but on that's why i said on average it's around 12.4 billion
1: who's, who's the richest i'm just curious
0: um i would think black panther oh for sure okay yeah but on he's the, in the trillions no? yeah he's in the trillions but for some reason on the list that that i was looking at uh Scrooge McDuck was number one. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm just a messenger here. You can just cut that out. (laughs) That was was random. So going into the actual cinematic universe of Iron Man, and earlier I had mentioned that Iron Man, well, you can say save the franchise or save the studios, Marvel Studios, and the reason why that was is that uh, Marvel Studios, as you guys know, was, or filed for bankruptcy in 1996. And basically, throughout that time, up till 2007, 2008, in which uh, Iron Man came out, they were staying afloat by basically selling off of their assets, selling their characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, like Fantastic Four, Spider-Man being some notable sell-offs. Spider-Man went to Sony, Fantastic Four, as well as X-Men went to Fox, and then Universal Studios and or Pictures uh, acquired The Incredible Hulk. Okay. So Marvel was noticing that you know they there was a lot of success coming out of of their characters a lot of their assets so they decided to take a gamble and they struck up a deal with merrill lynch that gave them 525 million dollars to start their new marvel studios or marvel uh, production company Yeah. and as collateral they were going to put up about 10 of their most famous characters that were still remaining franchise right and some of which in it, their possession in their possession some of which included ant-man black panther doctor strange captain america and the avengers in general of course so it was a huge gamble basically if the first movie their first movie marvel Studios' first movie which was iron man was not successful the mcu as we know it today would not exist so it was it was uh, all or nothing really it was all or nothing it was all riding on this well the first two movies, which would be Iron Man and then The Incredible Hulk.
1: Okay, okay, yeah. Well so, but the Incredible Hulk was in Marvel Studios, was it? It was still Universal so at the time.
0: That's the thing. So a lot of these characters were changing from studios. Okay. So I think Marvel struck up a deal with Universal Studios to acquire the Hulk for at least their second movie. Okay. To see, you know, how how it did. But coincidentally, Iron Man was passed around. Uh, they went to Universal, and Universal Studios wanted to make a, a movie of Iron Man in 1990. Well, Tom Cruise was actually heavily involved in that, but okay. then yeah, he just, he just.
1: I could see it though. I could see it in the 90s. Yeah, it doesn't. It wouldn't have surprised me.
0: So from Universal it went to Fox, and then from Fox it went to New Line Cinema, and then from New Line Cinema it went to Marvel, and then around that time is when Marvel struck up that deal, and they're like, hey, this is the guy. We're gonna start off with Iron Man. Boom but it wasn't that attractive to a lot of screenwriters. It was about 30 screenwriters that rejected the idea because they just thought that Iron Man isn't that well known. Yeah. So why am I going to write a movie about
1: it? Yeah, yeah. Like it was it, it was worth the risk for the studios, it was not worth the risk for the career of these screenwriters. Exactly. So I understand the decision completely. Like really the only heroes at the time that everybody knew, I, I would I mean uh, and by everybody I'm talking about general audiences because obviously we know there's Diehard hard comic book fans that could name who knows how many heroes and villains, but really the general audience just knew what, Spider-Man, maybe Captain America. Uh, I think uh, uh, Nick Fury had a movie a while back. You know what I'm saying? I think played by David Hasselhoff. You know, long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know the Hulk because he had a show. So those are the main heroes everybody knew about. Yeah. Right. And that was pretty much it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, maybe I'm missing somebody, but I know for a fact general audiences were not aware of outside of those heroes so i understand right. but if, any, if if iron man taught us anything guardians of the galaxy taught us anything is just because a, a hero or set of heroes like a group of them is unknown doesn't mean it can't have success right you just have to write it well and cast it well mm-hmm. and that's what they did and you know x-men took off uh iron man took off the hulk i mean everybody loves the hulk but right. we just hate how slow the Hulk movies are because you can't have him in Hulk mode all the time. Right. So he now we've learned he's great as a side character in these Avengers movies. Right. He makes it so much better. So, I mean, we learn a lot. We learn a lot about what these heroes can and cannot do. Uh, and, like, I, my I, I mean, maybe I'm being a little mean here, but I don't care who who's casted as the Hulk. Like, they could drop Ruff, Ruff, Mark Ruffalo and put whoever, and it doesn't matter. It's the Hulk. Like, right. <laughs> I mean, that's one. That, that's one hero I don't think where casting is that important. Yeah, it's it's a lot of people's
0: favorites. Um, but no, prior to Iron Man, I think the one Marvel superhero that I always heard of was, was Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. You know, no, no one really cared about anything else. I was more of a, of a DC guy, uh, even as a kid. But hey, unknown, like you said, the unknown doesn't necessarily mean that it's not going to be good. Exactly. So in comes Iron Man in 2008. Now, this was directed by John...
1: Favreau. Favreau. You,
0: you got it, John Favreau,
1: yeah. yeah. Nice. Alright. I think it is John Well. I'm gonna pretend that I'm confident too. Go ahead, John Ooh. Favreau Favreau.
0: real Which is the uh, the same character that played Happy. Happy throughout all the this trilogy, actually. Mm-hmm. And Happy Hogan, no? Happy Hogan, yeah. Yeah, he does a lot, he he writes a lot. He's actually very good, like one of the top directors as, yeah. as far as like Marvel goes. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, John was directing. Um Big names on this one, as we mentioned before, Robert Downey Jr. You cannot mention him. Oh, uh, well, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. You have um, Jeff Bridges.
1: Jeff Bridges was Iron Monger. That's right.
0: Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard,
1: who was replaced. Yeah. He was replaced.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, let's talk a little bit about the actors, the the ones that basically started this whole franchise. Okay. And a little tidbit on on Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, we can we can talk all day about how he is the epitome of of Iron Man and he was favored to be because of his real life background and mm-hmm. his you know adversities that he had to overcome but um, you know at the end of the day it's it's just it's really gonna be you agreeing that now there's no one else that could've played this guy than, than Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't see him.
1: Yeah uh, especially after the fact it's been 13 years Right. you know what I'm saying you're not gonna go back and say well we could've tried somebody else uh, oh yeah we could've and maybe they would've had success but Robert Downey Jr. had so much success, and he's so well loved. It's almost disrespectful to Correct. say like, "Oh, we could have done it with somebody." Oh, nah, I'm not willing to make that bet. I'll, I'll take RDJ any day of the week. Other names were thrown out there, like Clive Owen, uh,
0: uh, Sam Rockwell, mm-mm. Hugh Jackman was offered the part.
1: I'm glad he stuck with uh, Wolverine. Yeah. I-
0: but uh, like like I mentioned before, uh, Tom Cruise was interested in, like in the 90s version, yeah. and there was a a 1999 film that was you know being talked about, directed by Quentin Tarantino, that could have had Nicolas Cage in there as Iron Man as well. So a lot of what ifs that could have happened that I, in my opinion, am glad that did not happen.
1: What we need is a is a Ghost Rider reboot. That's what we need. Yeah. I would love a Ghost Rider reboot.
0: You know it's funny. In 1981, when Robert Downey Jr. was 16 years old, uh, he was suspended in high school because he took one of his classmates' uh, comic books and he ripped it up and he called him a nerd because of it. But it's funny that the comic book that he ripped up was the Incredible Iron Man.
1: All oh, the irony. Yeah. I mean, I bet that kid is is furious. Yeah, I would. Eh. But you know what? At the end of the day, yeah. you got to be mature enough to realize like people grow. And like, I highly doubt he doesn't regret that right. you know what i'm saying that's the part it's it's almost hypocritical if he wouldn't regret it so like, you know what i wasn't a great person but we all know his, his troubles he's had oh, his yeah. troubles throughout his life so i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna sit here and and, and talk down on him for based on what he did as a as a teenager uh, i'm sure he wasn't proud of many things uh yeah, from iron his man. past
0: iron man ripped my, my comic
1: book yeah iron man ripped my <laughs> iron man comic book in high school that's 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 a joke
0: so a lot of this uh The screenplay wasn't finished because they were fumbling around. This is the first movie of the studio. Obviously, they were focused on the action, on the effects, so the script wasn't necessarily finished by the time they were filming. So a lot of the the dialogue was ad-libbed, which was fine for actors like Robert Downey Jr., who thrived on that, but actors like Gwyneth Paltrow or Jeff Bridges, they found it a little bit harder to adapt to that.
1: So they couldn't keep up with, with, with Robert? Gwyneth
0: Paltrow actually noted that it was kind of hard to guess what Robert Downey Jr. was going to say so it was it was tough
1: <laughs> what's, what's good about that is that you can go back and watch the movies and sometimes when the actors look a little confused or lost that's genuine, that's genuine. Hey, <laughs> it's not acting so I, I appreciate that and, and it just more it goes off you know like hats off to Robert Downey Jr. once again yeah. right I'm, imagine imagine being the studio going back to what we are saying imagine being the studio it's an all or nothing and you're relying heavily you're having all your chips in on Robert Downey Jr. ad-libbing because you couldn't finish a script. Right. I'd be, you know, like you imagine the sweat, you know, they had for months on their on their heads, just like, oh my God, you know, what's gonna happen? And it, it pulled through. It ended up being their highest, their, one of their most
0: successful uh, movies in the whole cinematic universe, the MCU. But um, yeah, it was it was fantastic success. It, it came off. Initially, it didn't, but you know, later on, it. It's one of the highest-rated MCU movies out there.
1: It's good. It's a great movie. I love it. I've seen it multiple times. So
0: going on to the second movie, Iron Man Part Two. Now a lot of these sequels, specifically superhero sequels, they have this reputation of not being the the second installment not being as good as its predecessor. And I think this is one of them. I don't. I don't think Iron Man Two was as good as
1: No. Iron Definitely not. Um, it sucks because, you know, a lot of the sequels and or even, like, the team-up movies, they have so much hype. Right. The MCU generates so much hype, which is largely, uh, in part, due to Iron Man, you know, it started it off. So, they have all this hype and they make all this money because of this hype, mm. but a lot of them are cookie-cutter, a lot of them are not that great, you know, really. Iron Man was fantastic, right. but uh, Iron Man 2, you know, of course, it made a whole bunch of money, but that's not indicative of the quality of the movie, you know, and I think because now they have... They're, they don't have that surprise factor anymore. People know what to expect. They, ha- they have to, like, try to outdo themselves, I think. You know, it's...
0: It is a decent movie to watch. It's entertaining. It, it is. It, it fits its purpose. But it's that much more impressive when you learn about the the amount of friction that this movie had with a lot of different
1: people. With what? Oh, with Terran Tower? Uh... Well, okay, so starting off with Terran Tower. Okay.
0: So... Just to mention briefly the cast, the new cast, that, you know, new names that have been joining into the Iron Man crew. Uh, Don Cheadle as the new roadie, replacing Terrence Howard. Scarlett Johansson was in there. Mickey Rourke, uh, Sam Rockwell, who was also, if you yeah, he earlier, was in
1: casting of uh, for Iron Man. Yeah, but he ended up being the villain for exactly. the second movie. I don't know. I'm so glad he can get Iron Man. Uh,
0: Samuel <laughs> Jackson was in this one as well. Um, well,
1: well, okay. To be fair, these are not Iron Man 2 casts. This is introduction to the MCU using Iron Man Two. Pretty much. That's kinda how I see it. Yeah, that that's just
0: like you mentioned before, this is what Marvel does. It just kinda coattails off of success of previous movies. Yes. Yeah. So, like mentioned before, um, Don Cheeto replaced Terrence Howard and that Replacement stemmed from a dispute as, as far as salary goes. Okay. As you know, a, I
1: never I never knew why they replaced him. Like, all this time, I never looked it up. Right, so... I'm glad we're talking about it.
0: Now. I'm getting... Um, okay, so there's conflicting information, but consistently, it's as far as... It, it relates to salary disputes. Okay. So Terrence Howard felt like he should have been paid more. Um, he was friends with Robert Downey Jr. He had a great relationship, but he noticed that Robert Downey was getting a lot more money than he was, and no so... Shit he wanted a little bit more you know over that pay bump and they had discussed it um with marvel but you know i guess marvel backed out and basically they were offering him way too little and so he was just like hey listen i'm out and they showed him the door
1: well i would too you're a replaceable character roadie pretty get out of here come on go back to being the villain from big mama like i'm not i'm not worried about (laughs) i'm not worried about terrence (laughs) howard being road you know what i'm saying I think it's so clear because Don Cheadle took over and he made so much money because of this minor role. you know. Right. And I'm sure Terrence is like, eh, you know what? Was it really a big deal? In the long run, I would have made more money anyway. Right. Probably would have gotten more parts if he was interested. I mean, I know he was in the show uh, Empire, was it? He was in Empire. So I, know he, I don't know if maybe that would have conflicted with schedules. Who knows? Maybe. But The point is, he, I don't think he's worried too much about uh, roles. But if we're talking just money, which is what the dispute was over, right. he would have made more right. just sticking to the role. You know, because eventually, with all the years that passed, uh, but nah, I, I will I will say to myself what I usually say: hindsight is twenty twenty. Maybe he didn't think it was gonna blow up the way it did, of course. So it's fine. But in the end, I think it worked out. Don Cheadle is
0: fine as Rhodey. Woulda, coulda, shoulda.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Another one would be Samuel Jackson, who was having. Uh, he had issues too. He he had some issues with their contract negotiations. Oh my goodness, with Marvel. So he was almost not a. He was almost not gonna be shown up. Like he almost like left the role completely but eventually you know they, they got together they hashed it out and
1: he, seemed, he seems he seems like he'd be a tough guy to, to negotiate with
0: john favreau also had friction with marvel higher-ups wow because they they wanted to constantly intervene and mm. they were basically it got to the point where they were asking john to rewrite the script while they were still filming they wanted S.H.I.E.L.D. to be more involved in the story plot because they wanted to coattail off of that success of into other movies, but, you know, they were still filming, so obviously John was getting frustrated yeah. and frustrated. And like, got... tell me this ahead of time, exactly. at least. So it got to the That's point where John just basically turned down the the chance to direct uh, Iron Man 3. He was just done with it, and he was just like, hey, this is going to be the last one. I don't blame him. At all. But, um, you know, there, there's just a lot of friction going on in this movie. There's a lot of stuff that you, you could point out that you know leads to the direction of this movie not being that great. Or not at least being as good as the first
1: one. But um, what do you think of Whiplash? Because we haven't, we haven't brought up that point. Mickey Rourke you mentioned and he played Whiplash the villain. So Mickey Rourke
0: basically input a lot of uh, Whiplash's tendencies on himself. He, he brought those ideas. So the whole Russian. He went to Russia, uh, uh, I think. I forgot what prison it was, but he wanted to study that. He spent a couple weeks over there. Wow. He brought the parrot idea, uh, the whole, uh, the golden grill. That was his idea. He paid for a lot of the stuff by, out of his pocket. Okay. So a lot of that Whiplash character was from Mickey Rourke. And I think it was great. I liked you liked it. it? I liked Mickey Rourke.
1: I enjoyed it too. I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to hate on it too hard. I just think, like you know, it's tough. The, right. the first one was good. It was really good. uh uh-huh. So it's easy to be critical when it just doesn't live up to the first one's hype. But I still enjoyed the movie. I'm not... Like, I'm, not, I'm really not going to hate on it. Mickey Rourke was fine as Whiplash. Right. I enjoyed the, the powers itself. You know, like, the whips having... Right. Like, what is it? Electricity straight being controlled in a, in a in a whip. Right. You know, it was pretty cool. I mean... It was nice. Uh, and then I enjoyed also how Sam Rockwell's character... I remember his name in the movie, but he, he ended up, like, hacking into all the... The mini Iron—not the mini Iron not the mini Ironmans, but the drones. The drones, yes. They were military. You know, there was the air force and the navy. The, I think the marine and army. Like it was like four right. sets of different drones, obviously serving different purposes. Like all that I enjoyed. Right. Yeah, the, the effects. Well, all three movies. The effects are amazing. I love the Iron Man's CGI. Right. And I mean, just the same witty characters. You know, funny interactions with Tony. Same thing. Same same formula. All three movies with this one what stood out was the villain the villain excuse me I liked Whiplash do you think he was the best out of the three yeah I'm think so. i not like I'm not huge on Iron Monger I like Iron Monger's character mm-hmm. Ob- Obadiah I think his name is yeah. I, I would love if Obadiah were like let's say to make a comeback now that Tony's not around you know right. I mean, so he's dead spoiler um so let's say if they were to bring him back and improve upon his, his invention. Like a, uh, instead of a, a mini Iron Man where it just barely covers your, your body. No, a huge mecha. Right. If they were to do something like that, I, I would be excited. Um Whiplash, again, if they were to bring him back something an even better suit, I would uh, I would appreciate that. Well Obadiah
0: was supposed to be the
1: the bad guy for the sequel. He the f- was
0: supposed to. The first the original idea of Iron Man's first villain was supposed to be the Mandarin. But John Favreau didn't really see how he can incorporate, yeah. you know, this, this, this stones and aliens and all that stuff into it's at least much. the first one. Too much, right? So he went the simple route. When,
1: uh, That's I funny know. you mentioned that because now the Mandarin is relevant, um, not just from the third movie, he was supposed to be the villain, but he's relevant like the real Mandarin in right. the Shang, Shang, uh, Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi is that how you pronounce it. Legend of the Ten Rings or right. whatever it is, Seven Rings. I haven't seen it yet but I've heard a lot of good things and supposedly the real Mandarin now is really being used well I would hope so like how he's supposed to so you know I mean but overall uh, the villain just villains from each movie individually not what they could be but I think Whiplash was the best Whiplash was really good to me it felt like Whiplash was more pure villain like was more Mm. pure I'm gonna take you down just because I can Mm. little bit of a Joker vibe there Okay. Like I'm gonna do it Just because I wanna prove to the world You ain't shit mm. You know what I'm saying I'm a nobody I'm not rich But I'm a smart Scientist Engineer Whatever he was From Russia From this little workshop And I'm gonna outsmart you And he did For not everybody
0: You see yeah, I'm not it, rich, This right? is where I call bullshit on you Cause like Why? Zeno Was the same thing Smart nah. He's a nobody And He's and not a going, nobody We're going off the rails On this one But I'm, I'm calling you out Cause Zeno Was the same thing He's a nobody, wanted to prove something, made, made made, God bleed. It was
1: it was vengeance. It was a little different. Same thing.
0: Same thing with, uh, with uh, Whiplash, because he wanted to take vengeance on his dad.
1: But this guy is a trained... Like, he was part of Special Forces. This is not a nobody. Like, he is a somebody. He's just, because of government purposes, he's going to keep his... His identity is hidden. But, like, he had access to... Re- he has resources, I guess what I'm saying. Like, it's not the same <laughs> thing. Zemo... Is psychologically prepared, physically prepared. Like he has the weapons, he has the training. It's a little, a little. Di- I mean, I get where you're coming from. I just didn't like Zemo because, like, he he didn't physically do much. It was more just like all planning things ahead, which is great. It, it ended up in a in a certain sequence of actions, right? With uh, what is it, Iron Man, Captain, and Bucky fighting, cool. Right. But in the end, like he didn't make God You know what I'm saying? He right. just made the truth come to light, which once again, to me. Well, I'm not gonna get into it.
0: that. Was- yeah, sorry, guys, that's that, that's part of a uh, Civil War, <laughs> yeah, uh Captain America Civil War. But going back to the Iron Man, um,
1: but he didn't fight them directly, is my point. Whiplash went out there on a racetrack uh-huh. in Monaco and he in got front mop- of all the rich people, and he got nah, mop- nah, 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 nah. He mop- but he went out there, he went out there, you know what I'm saying? So I'm so for me. Whiplash was a little like, like, I'm just I don't need nobody's help, I'm gonna do it myself with, with whatever these things I create, these little whips, and they're pretty badass. I mean, Iron Man took care of them. But he was laughing, you know. Twice. Like you said, he made him—he made sure everybody that oh, he could be taken down. It was kind of like that—that mm. uh—that that that exposure, kind of. Like mm. He was exposed, mm. I think. So, I like that's all what he wanted. You know, you could say oh, he got—he lost the fight, sure. But Mickey Rourke was laughing when Tony came to see him in jail. He—he oh. he, he knew he accomplished what he what he wanted to do. So.
0: Yeah, and he inexplicably taught him how to be him beside the point that's going into writing (laughs) yeah going into iron man 3 which would be not saving the best for last uh, we're
1: just going to talk about it because we have to yeah
0: so this is the the one movie that's going down the list does not have john Favreau as a director does not have acdc does not have nick fury or shield even though it was such a huge thing to mention in the second movie they did not mention anything in this one uh, has Robert Downey Jr. go through PTSD and then forget about the PTSD like midway through the movie?
1: Like he just recovered from his panic attacks yeah. over over a period of days. In
0: in and as a reference, this PTSD that Tony was going through in this movie was in relation to the traumatic experience he had during the Marvel movie, like um, the events that happened in New York of the Avengers. The Avengers. So. You well, know, because he had a vision. Well, no, because this, Iron Man 3 happened after the Avengers movie. Okay. So whatever, there was a huge fight in New York. He got the bomb, went through the wormhole, right, right. fell out of the wormhole, and then like... He well, had, he, he, he
1: sacrificed himself. Sacrificed like, he himself. mentally made the decision to kill himself. Damn, what a guy. Yeah, it's Again. tough. So that takes a toll because you were prepared to die. You know, So I can imagine, of course, he's still suffering right. from that. So I didn't have a problem with it. It was more like you said that he just recovered is thanks it, to the help of some little kid it's
0: not even that it's unsupervised that, little kid it's that like you know he, he has PTSD and it's fine he has PTSD but then all of a sudden he goes he has these panic attacks which is great it's, it's believable but then like he experiences other events that should trigger you know a, oh, a relapse okay. or anything mm-hmm. but then nothing and uh, he can even further his PTSD no I'm, I'm chilling I'm good no, don't worry about it at the end of the movie you're like, hey no I'm good I beat the Mandarin like I'm Gucci mm-hmm. but yeah Forget about it. But hey, that's this that's writing. Forget right, about right, it. Right, right, <laughs> right. Um, so, you yeah. know, big names that are joining us in this movie would be Sir Ben Kingsley. I don't know who he was a sir. You the that's pretty cool. That's cool. I like it. Uh, Guy Pearce.
1: And Rebecca Hall. She was in the movie, yes. Yeah, forgot. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's pretty. Yeah. She's in this new movie called The Night House. I haven't seen it. What? The Night House. The Night House. Yeah, it's a horror movie. Oh, actually. yeah. It.
0: So yeah, uh, this movie was uh, directed by Shane Black, who has a tendency of coming or having his movies come out in Christmas Day. Which coincidentally, Iron Man Three did come out on Christmas Day. Okay. Other names, other big movies that he did direct, uh, Shane did. Shane directed would be The Predator, 2018, and uh, The Nice Guys.
1: Yeah, Predator was was pretty bad. But hey I don't even
0: remember What Nice Guys was It's the one with uh, Ryan Goslin And Russell Crowe I think.
1: Oh okay Oh I heard about it I just never seen Okay well, you say it wasn't good It wasn't that good It's a meat Okay Sorry Shane But um That's a really bad Actually no Let's get into that For just a second That's a pretty bad resume It is The Predator was not good Yeah It was not good
0: But hey You know they At this point Marvel You know One thing that we did learn From the second one yeah. Is that you know, Marvel already has a couple movies on, under their belt. They're uh, they're feeling a little bit untouchable. They have that confidence, and it's not to say that you know they're making bad movies, but basically, maybe they're just in that by that time they were locked in that trend of let's keep on that cookie cutter role, cookie cutter movies, and if it ain't broke, let's not fix it.
1: They made money off of it anyway, so they don't care what we think. But yeah, I agree. It's just, they're going to keep doing it.
0: So by Iron Man 3, they're thinking, hey, there's no way we can miss. You know, we could just put up a whatever movie. Let's get a whatever director out there. Let's have the same basic strategy. People are going to love it. People are going to watch it. Because they're going to coattail off of their... Avengers, everything. One of their most profitable superheroes is Iron Man. So it's it's exactly what we got. You know, we got a a confusing uh, villain. They kind of squandered the... I don't know, quote-unquote fake Mandarin. Because... It was
1: it, dumb. It was really dumb. Yeah. There was one funny scene from that movie. I'll never forget, that was the one highlight of Iron Man 3 when I watched it. It was, it was a funny scene when Tony was going in taking all the guards out with his glove. I think that's all he had. Oh, yeah. And he was, like, blasting them and whatever and taking them all out in the Mandarin's mansion or whatever. And... One of them, like, it's the last guy, and he's about to blast him, and he's like, hey, you know what? He just drops it, and he's oh, like, yeah. I hate working here or whatever. Like, these guys suck, right. And he just walks away. I, I don't know. For some reason, I was not expecting it, right. and I was laughing my ass off for a good couple minutes. I remember that. But aside from that, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> cheesy, stale jokes, <laughs> uh, things that just
0: didn't make any sense. Um, it's just basically a third movie, a third installment. I'm finishing it off. But um, like we mentioned before, I guess a good thing about Iron Man 3 would be the effects. And you know the, this trilogy really held on, uh, as far as like the CGI Oof. and the effects and everything. So it really, it, it was aesthetically pleasing, and they did a good job at least in that. And so me to get ride, yeah. So that's Iron Man, guys. Um, if you haven't checked these movies out already, at least this trilogy. I mean, basically, we're asking you to go into this Marvel rabbit hole. But uh, Disney Plus has all three movies, has everything you need or want. Excluding Spider Man um, for your Marvel needs. So definitely, definitely check it out. Brian, would you rate Iron Man movies? Solid 7. Solid 7, yeah. I'm going to give it
1: a 7.2. I just, uh, the only reason it's 7 is because it's the third one. If it wasn't for the third one, I'd give it a, an easy 8.
0: I'd give it an 8.3. All right. <laughs> All right. Brian, real quick, do you have anything that you want to mention?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to talk about this cool Korean show I saw. Squid Game, um, I believe, last time I saw it, it was, like, number one on Netflix. Oh, yeah. So, I ended up finishing it. I was curious. I'm a, big, you know, I'm a fan of Korean movies. I say, well, why not give a Korean show a, a try? I recommend it. Cool. Cool little show. Nothing to boast about, but it's worth the watch. It has good suspense. Nice. Some good acting. Uh, some emotional moments, but the focus was really on the on the suspense and the journey that humanity goes through, through survival and all that. Nice. Uh, desperation, uh, things like that. It touches on a, a couple of serious topics, but I, I would recommend it. It's a cool little watch. Only nine episodes of about 50 minutes each.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Squid Games. That's on Netflix.
1: Yes. Netflix. Very so, nice. afraid of next week.
0: Next week, going into
1: the Mummy. The Mummy. Is that is that right? Sound right? That's I'm not. Sure. I really don't know. It's been so long. But does I appreciate cool. those movies. I used to watch the second one religiously as a little kid. I loved it. Oh, yeah. So we're going to talk about The Mummy, guys, the
0: first three movies. We're excluding the Tom Cruise, the Tom... I'm I'm wanting to get into coattail off of Franchise Cruise. Uh, and we're just going to talk about the Brendan Fraser movies, the mm-hmm. first three. Yeah. I like it. I'm excited
1: about this one. Me too.
0: So that's going to do it, guys. Uh, we really appreciate all the support that's been going on. If you... We really appreciate all the support that you guys have been giving us. If you have any ideas or suggestions, please hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Hit us up in the comment sections or DM us personally.
1: Uh, Please make sure to turn notifications on uh, so you know as soon as we drop the latest episode. And we will see you next week.